Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for our consideration for today is from Matthew chapter 17, the testimony of transfiguration of our Lord, um, focusing in on up and down the mountain. You may be seated. Peter, James, and John are the three disciples that Jesus invites to come up on this mountain with him. They're going up on a hike up this mountain, and they probably had some expectations. And what actually happened was probably far from what they expected. They did not expect to see Jesus in his full glory with Moses and Elijah. They did not expect to have this bright cloud overshadow them. And the voice of the Father boomed from heaven, speaking as to who this child is, his beloved Son, with whom he is well pleased. Honestly, they probably expected things to be pretty normal and easy. A good little walk in the morning. A prayer in the afternoon when you got to the top. Maybe with some psalms and some songs of praise. And that they would be rejuvenated from this hike of prayer and praise. But they did not know that when they came down the mountain, that they would be bound to keep a secret as to what's happened there until the proper time. Now there's much in life that we do not expect, both good things and bad things. And typically when we think of mountaintops, we think of good things, right? We think of fresh air, we think of good views and a relaxing experience, especially after a hike. And when we get to where we're going, we finally have this sense of accomplishment. But the next thing that to do is to sit back and relax. There are certainly many sort of mountaintop experiences and accomplishments that we achieve in life that we, that we come, up, come upon. For the students graduating high school, they do not expect anything different to change once they're in college. And even when they're in college, they may join the workforce. And in the workforce, they don't expect things to be harder than they've ever been. The work is longer and more difficult than what they expect. And the bills and the things that life requires takes a toll. Even for the one who has gone to the mountain high point of retirement, right? Realizes that it's all, not all fun and dandy because they realize that in retirement, they tend to work harder than they ever have. These and a whole bunch of other things that occur in this life are all things that we do not expect to happen. They're not all bad, And they're not all good. But despite the good and the bad, it forces us to adapt, persevere, and overcome, and trust all the more in Christ and his mercy. Where we can find rest for our souls in him. Just before this reading today, Jesus talks about to his disciples, how one is to take up his cross and to follow him. And we're all given crosses to bear in every part of this life as we listen 
and trust in Christ. Just six days prior to the mountain of transfiguration, Jesus says this to his disciples. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And this teaching from Jesus is very timely just before the transfiguration. Peter, James, and John were given the revelation of Jesus and his full glory before his glorification on the cross would come. While Jesus' face shone like the sun, and Moses and Elijah were in his presence talking to him, there was a looming sense as to what was going to happen as they come down the mountain. Moses and Elijah, who are present on that mountain of transfiguration, are representative of the whole entire Old Testament scriptures. Moses, the great lawgiver and the author of the first five books of the Bible, and Elijah, who was the prophet, both of them are discussing with Jesus concerning the events that would take place once they came down the mountain. When they came down the mountain, Jesus would be going to Jerusalem to die on the cross. Jesus will be bring to fulfillment everything that the Old Testament scriptures had said. Because the Old Testament scriptures were ultimately all about him. When we get to our mountaintop experiences, we tend to think that nothing will change, that it will always be this way. We get caught in the trap of the experience. We would rather be like Peter and pitch our tent there and stay there for a while. And this is, in fact, as to what's happening, as you may have heard, at Osbury University with the revival that is happening that you may have heard on the news. They have been worshiping for, what, 10 or 11 days now? Maybe 12? Worshiping God without stopping. And praise be to God that the saints are indeed worshiping without ceasing, because God is the, is the God whose glory who fills the heavens and the earth. But there's always this looming reality, right? That mountaintop experiences end that we are not always prepared as to what to expect when we come back down the mountain. Because the reality is that there's still a cross to bear. For Jesus, that cross was heavy, humiliating, and painful. For Jesus, It would mean his life. No one expected an execution tool to be used as a sign of good news that is worth listening to. But the Father in heaven identifies this marred man who was crucified on the cross as his beloved son, with whom he is well pleased. The Father commands that we listen to Jesus who was transfigured in his glory on the cross, where we find rest for our weary souls. 
And that is why we come to this sanctuary, where we can meet God and see him face to face in his glory today. We come to this mountaintop, where God himself is found in his word and sacraments. Here we see with eyes of faith the glory of God, and we rest here a little while in his love and mercy. But just as any mountaintop, there's a journey back down. When we leave this place, there are still going to be crosses for us to bear. And those crosses are all filled with all sorts of sorrows. It comes with tears and disgust, feelings of isolation and pain. And there are times when we feel as though our cross is too difficult to bear. And yet we must continue to bear them. How can we come through such sorrow? How can we bear such crosses? Well, that's going to be part of our sermon series for the season of Lent and our midweek services. So I invite you again to our Ash Wednesday service this Wednesday. But what we can say today is this. We can say that with the confidence that we, that we can bear our cross and all sorrows, because we have seen on this mountaintop the full glory of God which heaven meets earth. And while we bear our cross, we bear this vision in our hearts, knowing that Jesus is our Lord and is victorious over all things in this world. And unlike Peter, James, and John, we are not bound to secrecy until the proper time. But rather, we can sing openly and boldly our songs of praise and hallelujahs, both now and forevermore. Because not everyone has come to the mountain. Not everyone has seen what we have seen with eyes of faith. Jesus and his glory is to be seen by all. His glory of his cross, of which his love is poured out, is for all people to come near and see. It's there where we can find strength in a world of sorrows. It's there where we can find hope for a future. And it's there of which we have the hope of eternal life, knowing that things in this world will indeed come to an end. That the crosses that we bear will be relieved by his mercy and love. We have this confidence in our baptism, of which in Christ, we receive the same declaration as our Lord received both at his baptism and on his Mount of Transfiguration, that we are God's children, of whom the Father is pleased.
We certainly will come down from the mountain. But it's also back up to the mountain of which we will go once again. Because when our Lord comes in his full glory, where we will see him shining like the sun, he will call us home with a booming voice. And there we will sing hallelujahs now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen.